Welcome to day 257 of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. We're continuing our way through Ezekiel and um, you know, up to this point, we've just seen a lot of judgment in Ezekiel this week where he is seeing Israel for, you know, our God is revealing to him Israel as Israel truly is and is is deserving of, of judgment. The Lord has told uh, Ezekiel that he is, you know, and told Israel he is going to judge them according to their conduct. And and so Israel has, has fallen. Uh, they are, as Ezekiel describes them, the more they're worse than all the other nations around them. They're not a light to the nations. They're, uh, in fact, just marring the glory of God to the nations around them. And so God begins judgment on them. He, he judges the temple, and he says that in the temple, you know, there's there's idol worship abounding by the leaders. And so where we pick up today in Ezekiel chapter nine is we get judgment on. Um, the idolaters. God is is not content with just looking on at the idolatry going on in the lives of his people and in the um, the temple itself and the leaders there, but he is now going to to begin to execute judgment on them. And and this is um, one of those defining chapters that as it continues to move forward that we're going to actually begin to see this visible vision of the glory of the temple beginning to depart you know, mm-hmm. or the glory of the Lord de- de- beginning to depart from the temple. Mm-hmm. And so we'll pick up in Ezekiel chapter 9, but as we always do, we we pause and we thank the Lord for this moment. We thank Him for His Word. And um, Katie, would you, would you do that for us? Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, thank You that You are a good God, that You are a, a great God. You're... Um, you're high and, and you are the almighty God. Um, you're powerful and sovereign. Um, sometimes we just need to, to say that so, and be reminded of that before we give you our, our requests. Um, and I just thank you that though you are um, so transcendent, God, that you are so powerful, you you know every hair on our head that you knitted us together in our mother's womb and um, you know us deeply and in knowing us, Lord, you know exactly what, what we need to be reminded of today as we open up your word together. So Holy Spirit, would you do that? Would you remind us um, of, of who you are? Remind us of who we are and where we, where we fit in your story. Um, and would you change us, Lord? Would you shape us and mold us? You are the potter and, and we are the clay. And um, so would we just open our hands to you, God. Would you do a work in us today? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 9. Then I heard him call out in a loud voice, Bring near those who are appointed to execute judgment on the city, each with a weapon in his hand. And I saw six men coming from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, each with a deadly weapon in his hand. With them was a man clothed in linen who had a riding kit at his side. They came in and stood beside the bronze altar. Now the glory of God, of the God of Israel, went up from above the cherubim where it had been and moved to the threshold of the temple. Then the Lord called to the man clothed in linen who had a riding kit at his side and said to him, Go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. As I listened, he said to the others, follow him through the city and kill without showing pity or compassion. Slaughter the old men, the young men, the women, the mothers and children, 
but do not touch anyone who has the mark. Begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the old men who were in front of the temple. Then he said to them, Defile the temple and fill the courts with the slain. Go. So they went out and began killing throughout the city. While they were killing and I was left alone, I fell face down crying out, Alas, sovereign Lord, are you going to destroy the entire remnant of Israel in this outpouring of your wrath on Jerusalem? He answered me, The sin of the people of Israel and Judah is exceedingly great. The land is full of bloodshed and the city is full of injustice. They say, The Lord has forsaken the land and the Lord does not see. So I I will not look on them with pity or spare them, but I will bring down on their own heads what they have done. Then the man in linen, with the riding kit at his side, brought back word saying, I have done as you commanded. Hmm. Yeah, so there's the scene, there's the the vision. We get the, the glory of the Lord leaving um, the place where it had been, you know, where we just so accustomed to see in the Holy of Holies above the cherubim to moving to the threshold of the temple, signifying for us this this moving stage in, in, in our Reading next week, uh, we'll begin to watch the glory of God depart from the temple and eventually depart from Jerusalem as a whole. Um, but we also get this this man in linen, you know, kind of this interesting man who shows up and he's called to put a mark on the forehead of, of certain people. And it's the people who grieve and lament over the detestable things that are being done. And so you see even here God beginning to preserve a remnant, uh, a people who appear to, to be deeply repentant, who, who seem to to lament and grieve over the sinfulness and the idolatry. Um, So even in the midst of what seems to be great judgment, and um, we we see God preserving a people for himself, uh, which, you know, as the glory of the Lord departs, and yet a remnant is is still remaining, gives us hope that that God isn't quite done, you know, with Mm -hmm. his people. I guess it's a remnant of the remnant. (laughs) A remnant of the remnant. (laughs) My goodness, it's getting small. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But no, it is nice to see that 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 passage where those that are grieving, those that are lamenting, would get like this little reprieve of mercy. I mean, it's been like just judgment, 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 mm-hmm. and then it's like okay, and and how unbelievable that there are some people who, who are hearing this, they're they're seeing all this, you know, theater of Ezekiel, and and they are lamenting, they are broken and grieving over the things you know that they've done and the things they're seeing and so with the mercy of god and you know that's not just something that humans do that's a work of the spirit in our lives to to bring us to that place um and you might think i don't want to limit my sin i don't want to mourn my sin but the scriptures would say no that's a good thing for you to do mm-hmm. and that's actually a great sign that you know the lord and have heard his word Mm-hmm. That that you do have the soft heart to quickly repent and turn and confess sin, mm-hmm. and, and again, it seems kind of counterintuitive, but and those are the people that know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let me see that here. I I am probably the only one here that pictures um, Ebenezer Scrooge when I read this, but I totally it takes me back to Christmas Carol, and Ebenezer Scrooge is getting to see in the past, in the present, and the future the effects that his um, uh, what would you call it? His greed? greed, yes, his greed and selfishness has had on those around him. And he's getting a vision of what that he's getting to see what he wouldn't normally see in real life. So then you have Ezekiel being shown around by the Lord and he is seeing 
the effects that the people's sin has had, and it's the judgment that they're having to face, but it is, it is heart-wrenching. He's seeing just utter destruction, bloodshed. I mean, like merciless killing, right? Because it's not a time, it's a time for judgment. It's not a time for the Lord to show mercy to these people. And um, so I, I just, I, I picture Ebenezer Scrooge because it's this moment of like, oh my goodness, this is the, this is what sin does. This is what sin has wrought. And it is a very um, sobering image for him. And I cannot imagine what it would be like. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's, it's something that we need to do is be faced with what our sin does to those around us and what it even, what it does to ourselves um, so that we can look up so that we can seek, um, seek mercy and grace from the Lord. Yeah. You know, and in that, I mean, seeing God here preserve a remnant with a mark on their forehead, you know, is, is that, that vivid reminder that even now, you know, as I said just a few minutes ago, that as God's glory is beginning to depart, as the people are, you know, receiving judgment for sin, you, there is that little provision of hope where it's God is preserving a people and God's not finished with his people. And, you know, that mark gets picked up in Revelation. You know, if you're reading Revelation and you're, you know, curious what why does it talk about a mark on the forehead you know well it's it's pointing us back to here that mm-hmm. through judgment god preserves a people you know and and so john is using the image from ezekiel and this is one of the reasons why you know we really do believe that man the the better we know our old testament you know the more we will we will see the beauty of what mm-hmm. the new testament authors are doing and pointing mm-hmm. us to that you know just as god preserved a people here uh, to himself, people who are faithful, people who are repentant, who receive mercy, um, so too, right? We we see God preserving a people for Himself in in the the Book of Revelation. So, um, lots of images of judgment, devastation. We see the glory of of God leaving the Holy of Holies, standing at the threshold. What a, I mean, what a vivid imagery of just how far the people of God have have fallen. Um, yeah. yeah, so that kind of leaves us. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. <laughs> yeah, Katie said, have a good day. Good luck. <laughs> um, you know, but this is this is where we're at. This is the reality of uh, of what sin brings, of God's judgment on sin. But but thankfully, it, it, it also, at the same time points us to a greater reality that though the, the glory of the Lord will leave, you know, ultimately leave the temple, leave Jerusalem. You know, in Christ Jesus, we have the glory of God come dwell with his people again, that we may enjoy the glory of God forever. Um, so as we head into the weekend, we encourage you. Uh, we have a couple of Psalms for you on the app. Uh, we look forward to worshiping with you on Sunday, to having our hearts drawn to the glory of God. And, uh, and as we behold him in all of his glory, we transform from one degree of glory to the, to the next. And so... Um, we, we look forward to gathering with you, look forward to worshiping with you, thankful for his word, and we will close our time together in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you um, for even in the midst of, of judgment, even in the midst of uh, brutal bloodshed, that, that we're reminded that um, you, are, you are wise, you are faithful, you are good, 
you will not leave sin unpunished. And, and for us, we, we look for, or we look towards Jesus, the one who took our sin upon himself, the one who took the just uh, judgment, the wrath of God for our sin upon himself. And, and so, Father, fix our eyes on him today, this weekend. Remind us of all that you've done in Christ Jesus. And we thank you um, that you are a God who preserves your people. Uh, so preserve us, uh, keep us faithful. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.